Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the next episode of the Chimps Tea Party Podcast. A podcast where we get around with a couple of friends and have a cuppa, but today we're not drinking tea. I've got hot chocolate, and Jenny's got... Black coffee. Oh, black coffee. Ooh. Tasty, tasty black and, coffee. And today's topic is going to be about learning to code. And this is me and Jenny, we're just going to go through some rapid-fire questions. We're going to start one off the top, is why did you start the code, Jenny? Oof. Um, well, I kind of grew up around coding. Uh, my parents actually met at uni at compu- in a computer science course. So I was kind of always aware that coding was around and it was kind of a, a useful thing. In your thing, blood. You know? Yeah, well, not even in my blood, it was in my living room. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my dad had actually quit his job and started a little um, games company. And he was literally making computer games in our living room. So, like, I saw code a lot. Um, I understood that it was a thing, um, but I didn't actually learn at home. My parents didn't teach me. Um, They were very keen on me, you know, learning things I wanted to learn at school and stuff. Um, And I ended up actually getting taught by one of the IT technicians in my school. Um, Because I I liked IT, but IT, like, the IT course itself didn't really go into enough detail. So, yeah, I kind of got taught on the side at school. It was really, it's really fun. But what about you? Why did you start to code? So, I mostly started to code for university. Really started having university courses and they had MATLAB. So you gotta learn MATLAB before you failed the course. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that continued, then it went into Leeds and I wanted to actually get a bit better. So it's then switched over to Python and then not stop from there. Just start doing my own projects, developing my coding, Getting better and recently actually being on to hackathons were quite good. But yeah, they are really good fun. Yeah. They are good fun. So now we're gonna get to the next question. That's probably probably covered it. What do you think is the best way to actually start coding? Oof, there are so many different ways to start. Um I actually teach kids coding quite a lot. Yeah, um, in, yeah, so New Year's resolution, I want to learn how to code. Um, I'd say yeah. as an adult, you probably want to start looking at like online tutorials and stuff. Um, and weirdly enough, I'd suggest starting with like block programs, things like Scratch, Whoa. things that are kind of designed for kids. I know it's controversial, but I really think it teaches you the basics of how code is structured. It is so good. Um, so a lot of the time people get really daunted by the fact that it's all written and they're like, oh, do I write it just like it's English? Do I write it like I'd write an essay? Um, but having all of this like drag and drop code, like code blocks um, that you like slot together into a structure, it really teaches you how to structure your code and how to structure your like instructions. Um, so I'd say that is the best way to get started. It also makes it quite quicker as well. Like I've been doing a bit of app development because I wanted to make an app. And it was taking me months mm. to just use like Android Studios or like the iOS, and I was like, I found a yeah, exactly. You, app, app you, creator you, online blocks. Yeah, you, know, you get rid of all that overhead. Like half an hour, and you're like, oh, it's on my phone in half an hour. What amazing! I was like, oh. yeah, no, like That's use great. use tools like that, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you? What but, do you think is the best way to start? Mine's pretty similar, but it's more like find what you actually want to do with the code. Like, what's the reason you're doing it? Do you want to do this? Do you want to plot data, like climate data? Do you want to create apps? And then base it around that. Because when you start, probably you end up just copying other people's projects. There's so much on YouTube now and online. But then kind of from use that to kind of put it into your own sort of thing, what you want to do. 
Mm. Then yeah, you've got actually, something. Yeah, that's really good. It's quite. It's like you've done a little achievement. You hit a goal. And hopefully that keeps. Yeah, going. definitely. If you start to lack motivation, that sounds super useful. Yeah. I don't think I ever really did that. I think I was too. I was too into problem solving, so I was like, any any coding <laughs> problem that came my way, I was like, ah, oh, this is the most exciting thing I've ever seen. Um, but if you don't get that natural urge, then yeah, finding something mm. that you're specifically interested in sounds really good. Yeah, and then just doing a little mm. bit each day, it's gonna get stressful because you suck when you start. Like, oh yeah, bad. yeah, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a new skill. So the first time mm. you do it, you're going to be awful. Um, and I think that's that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't yeah. learn new things is because yeah, we've kind of been taught to either be good at something or not do it at all. And you have to learn to be okay with being absolutely awful at something and just slowly get better and be proud of that. Be proud that you've, you've actually powered through that that crap stage, through to the stage where you're actually good. So create the habit, like if you, even if it's like half an hour to an hour a day and just do that every day. Little steps, little steps, little goals, and eventually you create that app or that bit of code you wanted to do and then that feels mm -hmm. great. Yeah, or that bit of your course that you're doing becomes that bit easier. I know a lot of people have learned how to code and they're, they're doing courses that are like biology or geography or whatever. And having that extra coding understanding just makes that one yeah. little computing module on their course that much easier. Um, also great to cheat yeah. on your maths homework. What, whatever reason, yeah, <laughs> whatever reason you're coding. <laughs> oh yeah, if you, can, if you can get computers to do maths for you, it's, it's yeah, a dream. Like, oh, oh God. Shall we move on so, to our third yeah. question? Uh, is yeah. university needed? Dan, do you want to so kick us off? So we both mostly learned at university and school, but I'm going to come to the point now, probably not anymore. Because you have so much good yeah. resources on YouTube. No, I don't, I don't and think it is. To be honest, what's the most thing I learned from is Stack Overflow. That's a website that has all bunch of problems people have faced, errors, and it has solutions from a community. From there, I probably learned more than my actual university degree. Yeah, so a lot of people joke. Um, so my university degree was specifically computer science, um, and everyone jokes. And actually, you can get it printed on the back of hoodies and stuff. I have a degree in searching Stack Overflow. Legitimately, one of the best tools. Um, so I think there are there are a few key skills that I learned in my computer science degree that people aren't taught via YouTube videos and stuff, which is kind of how to design your code and how to structure it um a lot of like you know it's it's easy enough to piece together enough to to get a piece of code that does something that sort of makes sense um but to make well-designed beautiful code that anyone else could pick up and be like oh i understand what this is doing let me let me add to it that's that's a skill that's a lot less easy to learn there are definitely still ways to learn though um so for anyone learning at home who wants to wants to have that skill but doesn't really know how to learn it, I'd suggest the book Clean Code. I can't remember who wrote it off the top of my head, um, but it's all about how to, how to write code that is really, really easy to understand, really easy to maintain. Um, I'd say that's, that's probably the one skill that university taught me that I wouldn't have learned if I'd just taught myself alone in my bedroom on my laptop. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely try and learn that if you can. Yeah, and just make, just think while you're coding, like, are other people going to use this? Make it such a way that other people can read it and always comment. Yeah. And then it should be fine from there, just get a little better each time. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there are, I could, I could do an entire podcast, maybe we should do an entire podcast, but um, 
like, like episode on this, obviously not a weekly thing, but um, I'd say, yeah, I, I think there are simple things like code duplication. If you're ever copying and pasting a great big chunk of code, stop and think about why you're doing that. Um, yeah. And think about how hard that will make maintaining it later down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but that's, the next that's way down the line. Yeah, that's way yeah, down, way down um, the line. We want to start. We want to so start. What... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just getting started. Don't don't worry about it yeah. too much. What is for the door? So we go for the next question. It's probably one where learners people start to get confused on like what language to start at. There's so many now. Oof. A bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit mental. Um, I guess it depends what you're learning to code for. Um, but I think for the vast majority of people I know. Uh, Python is like the best place to start, um, and other than Scratch, obviously I've already said Scratch is, mm-hmm. is you know dra- drag and drop blocks are the, are the way you go. But but once you once you've got to grips with the basics of what a programming language is, and once you actually want to learn a language, I think Python is is great because it's it's got a lot of really useful libraries to do things like image handling. Um, it's it's syntax isn't too nasty I, I admit i was very skeptical about it when i first learned it. it was maybe like the fourth or fifth language i'd ever learned uh programming wise um and i was skeptical because it relies on white space so it relies on you having like indented your lines properly and obviously everyone should be indenting their lines properly and laying out their code neatly um, but i found it really surreal that that was like part of the language i'd never really encountered that before um, but other than that, I think Python is absolutely like it's great. It's very generic. You can use it for so many things. Um, so unless you have a really specific thing in mind that you want to code, uh, Python is probably the way to go. What do you think? Yeah, I agree pretty much. But I think it depends on what where, why you want to start coding more. So if you want more of the data science side, I'd say that could be more Python. Yeah, maybe and I'm then, coming at this from a data scientist. Yeah. Same here, but say if you want to go more app development, you want to go app development or do a website, and that's why you want to get into coding, then HTML Ooh. or maybe Android Studios. Yeah, well, the so HTML is a weird one. HTML isn't a programming language. This is they're very nitpicky of me, oh. but it is a markup that's language. Uh, it's a hypertext markup language. That's HTML. Mm. Um, it says in Java, right? Uh, That'd be the better way to start. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> it's tricky. So, like, I'd say maybe something like C sharp, um, and maybe some JavaScript would be good for web development. So, JavaScript you can have kind of small scripts running on websites. Um, so that's how you. That's how a lot of people get their their interaction on websites. Um, like, um, we'll like le- learning HTML is still useful. It's still really good to yeah. know, um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it programming language. It's definitely more of like a. It's defining a layout. It's physically how it looks on the page. Um, okay. Yeah. So, a markup language defines a structure, and then you have a style sheet that would define kind of. Oh well, if something is a background, then it's this color, and if something is a heading, it's this font. Um, and combined, that gives you that gives you what you'd call a web page. Okay. So yeah, I, I'd say if you do want to do web development, HTML, uh, CSS, which is how you do all your styling, um, and then a bit of JavaScript and maybe some C sharp. But everyone will give you a different answer to that. Yeah. 
Well, then me, I, I code my website in Python, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd probably I, do I the same. A, I kind of shoot on Python into everything. Yeah, I, I have a Python yeah. script that writes HTML. <laughs> Auto-updates, it's fucking great. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it is. Anyway, we've got the next question. So this is the one that's been tripping sure. me recently, because I come from a physics background, mine's mostly problem-solving. But when you come to language, what do you think more important? Learning more different languages or getting better problem solving when you want to solve coding problems? That phrase, um, I, I'm very opinionated. I, I think that problem solving <laughs> is the most important thing. I've seen I've seen people trying to learn languages. They're very confused and they come to me and they say, oh, I've, I've written the syntax perfectly. I don't get any compiling errors, but it's not at all doing what I expect it to do. Um, and I just find it really surprising that there are these people who are putting on all this effort to learn a new programming language, but they've not really developed their problem-solving skills and they're not looking at actually... So, so th these are some very simple string manipulation problems and they weren't going through step-by-step step and going, ah, so how how is it treating this string? Which characters is it swapping around? You know, They, they weren't looking at it step-by-step step in the way that I'd, I'd expect. Um, so I feel like problem solving is definitely more important. Like you can you can know a thousand programming languages, but until you know how to solve a problem in those languages, it's it's really not worth much. Um, but it, again, it's it's a skill that you develop alongside your coding, right? So long as you yeah, so long as you, you know uh, are doing coding problems, and you're not just you know reading through a manual and going, oh, I understand the syntax of C sharp now. As long as you are actually solving problems in C sharp, then ideally you're learning both. So you shouldn't. Yeah, who was the book on like Python? Just read a book about Python, then actually go and code that straight away. Like no. Oh, that's yeah, it's not how it works. You've got to. It's it's very much a game of trial and error. Um, yep, indeed. So. I'm gonna go from my opinion on this. I'm kind of a bit upset. Problem solving is probably the most important skills you need to learn, but I also think having base knowledge in quite a lot of different languages is quite good to have. It makes that whole problem solving easier. But the first thing you wanna really think about is just break down the code. What is the problem that you wanna do? It doesn't really matter what language it is. Breaking that down, even without the code, like with the blocks we were mentioning, the coding blocks, yeah. you can still solve the problem with that and you don't have to write any lines of code. Yeah, something that um, comes up a lot, mostly in interviews, is pseudocode. Mm. Um, when someone says, ah, oh, how would you solve this problem? Write your answer on a whiteboard. Um, a lot of the time oh they're God, expecting pseudocode, not a particular language. Oh, it's horrible. Um, but it's a really, really useful skill to learn. It's really good, and you should do it anyway. I, I try to, even though it's horrible. I try to get out a piece of paper and write in pseudocode, which doesn't have to follow a strict set of syntax. It's legitimately just trying to write out your your solution to a problem, um, you know, explaining what you'd loop through, what you'd, you know, um, it's, oh, it's, quite, it's quite a useful thing to do. Yeah, and it's it's really good to do. I like my little block and go, this goes into that, this goes into that, this comes out and stuff like that. Makes it simpler. Gets in your yeah. head when you've got like thousands of yeah, lines. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's all about designing it. In that case, like you're you're designing what your code is going to do, um, and it's yeah, you wouldn't start building a house until you'd decided what rooms were going to go where. It's kind of similar with code. You want to have a good a good plan ahead of time. Sweet. So I think we'll have a wrap up question. It's going to be a fun one. 
is just tell me about some cool stuff you've coded recently, Jenny, or in the past. Oof. <laughs> recently is interesting. Um, so I, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for recent because I think my recent stuff has been the, the most impressive and the funnest stuff I've done. Um, I've written, well, I've, I've taken the code that someone else wrote that implemented um, a deep neural net called Mask RCNN, um, and I've adapted it, and I've I've got it identifying fish and crabs uh, and sea stars on the seafloor and drawing what? around them and, and telling me how big they are. Um, That's cool. <laughs> which is so great. Yeah. So we have these images of the seafloor taken by um, underwater vehicles, these little submarines. Um, and we know how high off the seafloor they were and we know how, how wide the opening angle of the camera is and everything and we can actually map each of these individual detected fish and crabs to the size that they are in real life so we know that they're like you know, 40 centimetres squared um, and things like that which I'm so excited about um, how, how did you so, yeah. calibrate that? like the distance were oh it must be being nerdy but <laughs> oh right so um so there's an altimeter in the vehicle, um, and I don't I don't really work much on the hardware side, so I just trust this value that the altimeter is giving me uh, at face value. Um, <laughs> so I'm really hoping that it's all been calibrated properly. Um, but yeah, there are so many checks that happen to these these submarines before we put them in the water. Um, they're, yeah, they're very well looked after little machines. Nice. So yeah, what's the uh, coolest thing you've done with code? Recently. So some of my codes now running sensors on the summit of Greenland, what's cool. Ooh, awesome. Master's research. I did some sensors, so I had some sensors need to get the code working. Of course, the people who manufacture the sensors are great at not giving you the code to make them work. Because yep. they, they don't have that. to give you that. They don't have to give you that. <laughs> so I have to learn all about SPI connections, learning for that about a month. And it, it's, it was bloody hard. Like, come on, you're like, day in, day out, you're like, it doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. Try everything. Then that one day where it works, you just go crazy. You're in the lab, just like, <sighs> like it's talking, <laughs> it's oh, giving a value. I, yeah. Oh my God, I don't know if it's right, yes. but it's, it's, it's there. It was, so yeah, now it's a lot, lot better, much more nicer code. It's on GitHub and blows people down yeah. it for these expensive sensors, but it's on the summit of Greenland and they, they work. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. I, I love those Eureka moments. Um, I was actually on a research cruise where we were putting these these submarines out into the water last summer. Um, oh, nice. When my, my algorithm first drew a blob around a crab and I literally ran, <laughs> I'm not supposed to run on the ship, but I literally ran the whole length of the ship down to, to the little library room where the rest of my team were working, like burst through the door and I was like, it found a crab. <laughs> I was like, just, like I was just lunch, almost in tears. They're it's like, incredible. what the fuck, we have crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so good having that moment yeah, when suddenly good. everything clicks. You've been working on something for months yeah. and suddenly it just, just works. It's great. Yeah. That's why I enjoy the little things, like build it up, but then eventually when you get when you get that sort of like hit, that gives you the bug really, I think. And then never stop. Yeah. Never never stop. So I think we're gonna end it there <laughs> for this this week's episode of Chimps Tea Party. And the next one we're gonna do a bit more of a Christmas New Year's special, but maybe a bit live. Ooh. 
Ooh, live. Yeah. Exciting. So anyway, we'll see you next time on the Chimps Tea Party Podcast. See ya. Bye.